Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 1 To everything a season and a time to every delight under the heavens. Solomon said there's a special time for everything in our lives. Even the bad things come at a special time. They come in God's time. Now this is not an excuse for sin. It doesn't mean that God appoints us to sin at certain times because he commands us not to sin. However, even the evil things that happen to us or the evil things that we do can be used according to God's intricate master plan. This is because we are trapped in time. God created time, kind of like a cage, and then he put all of us in it. And we are trapped there until Judgment Day. After Judgment Day, we enter into eternity, so we leave this cage of time. But because the Lord himself is not trapped in the cage of time, he has the power over it. That's how he can actually manipulate and use time for his glory. 2. A time to bring forth, and a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to eradicate the planted. There's a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pull out the weeds. In the book of Revelation, there's a metaphor of the angels coming to pull out the weeds in the world, which are all of the evil people who do not love the Lord. They're pulled out and destroyed in the fire. 3. A time to slay and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up. There is a time to go to war and there's a time to heal others. In the New Covenant, we're told not to fight back, but to turn the other cheek. In the New Covenant, it's a time to heal. But there's also a time to destroy and a time to build. Sometimes buildings have to be destroyed. Sometimes a forest has to be destroyed. And that's why God sends lightning, because the land needs to be renewed. And sometimes we trash a project because it isn't good or it's at the wrong time. So we dissemble the project that we're doing and start a new one. 4. A time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to skip. There will come times of trouble in our lives when we are in deep sorrow and mourning, but then there will also be times where we can rejoice and celebrate. And in the New Covenant, you can rejoice while you're mourning, because you know that all the evil that comes in your life is to build your character, and it's to test your faith, and it's to work out God's will in this world, and bring more people into his kingdom. 5. A time to cast away stones, and a time to heap up stones. A time to embrace, and a time to be far from embracing. Sometimes you want to throw stones out, if they're in your field and you want to plant, you'll have to remove the stones. But at other times, you gather stones, either in ancient times to build an altar to the Lord, or to build a wall, or to make some sort of artistic garden. There's a time to be close to people and embrace, and there's a time to stay away from people for your own good, and possibly for their good as well. 6. A time to seek and a time to destroy a time to keep, and a time to cast away. Sometimes we save things for a later use, and other times we clean out the junk and throw things away. 
where it says a time to seek and a time to destroy, that could also be interpreted as a time to gain and a time to lose. So there's a time when you want to amass more. Say for winter, you want to get a stockpile in your cupboard. Or there's a time to lose when you want to give away to the poor or share with your friends. 7. A time to rend and a time to sow, a time to be silent and a time to speak. Even in prayer, there's a time to be silent when we listen to the Lord's answer. And there's times with others when we really need to be silent so that they have a chance to speak and express themselves. Some people never talk because they don't think anybody is willing to listen. Also, there's a time to tear your clothing in sorrow, and there's a time to sew up the tears so that your clothing lasts longer. 8. A time to love and a time to hate, a time of war and a time of peace. We make war against the demons, we pray against them, but we also want peace with the Lord, so we repent of our sins. Also, we have to carefully choose our battles. Some things that we don't like are not worth fighting over. They're just not that important, and we need to accept it and be long-suffering. But other things that we don't like are intolerable, such as somebody abusing our child, and in that case, it's time to go to war. Also, there's a time to love and a time to hate. Sometimes we need to reach out to people who don't seem very lovable, but at other times we need to have a complete intolerance of people because they love their sin and they're arrogant about their sin and we do not want to approve of that. In that case, we show intolerance of the behavior and the lifestyle by not participating with that person. When the Lord said that he hated Esau, he blessed Esau a lot, so he didn't have a malicious hate. It was an intolerance of Esau's behavior. He would not excuse Esau's lack of faith. So there's certain things in life that you and I cannot excuse. There's certain things that we cannot accept. Otherwise, we can't be righteous. 9. What advantage hath the doer in that which he is laboring at? This verse is saying, what's the point of all of our hard work? 10. I have seen the travail that God hath given to the sons of man to be humbled by it. The Lord cursed Adam and said that you will have to work for your food. Solomon is saying here that because we have to work for our food, this humbles us. This shows us that we're not God. 11. The whole he hath made beautiful in its season. Also, that knowledge he hath put in their heart, without which man findeth not out the work that God hath done from the beginning even unto the end. Solomon says that everything the Lord made is beautiful in its season. So it's beautiful when the animals give birth. It's beautiful when winter comes. And he also says that God put knowledge in the heart of man so that man can understand the point of all of God's works. 12. I have known that there is no good for them except to rejoice and to do good during their life. He says, what's healthiest for people is to rejoice in the abundance that the Lord has given them and to practice righteousness. We get great joy from both appreciating what the Lord has done and also from serving Him and obeying Him. Those are all sources of pleasure. 13. Yea, every man 
even every man who eateth and hath drunk and hath seen good by all his labor, it is a gift of God. It's a gift that we can go to work and then be able to buy the groceries and pay the bills and relax in the evening. 14. I have known that all that God doth is to the age, to it nothing is to be added, and from it nothing is to be withdrawn, and God hath wrought that they do fear before him. Solomon understands that whatever the Lord has established will continue until the end of time. He's established the seasons, he's established biology and geology, the grace that he's given man to do what mankind does, and all of that will continue until time ends. And we can't add anything to what God did, and we can't take anything away because we don't have that kind of power. 15. What is that which hath been? Already it is, and that which is to be hath already been, and God requireth that which is pursued. Just like in the previous chapter, Solomon is saying there's nothing new under the sun. We've always had governments, we've always had civilizations, we've always had cities, we've always had farms, we've always had sin. Everything that people do today, they've been doing since Adam was created. And in the end, all of us will have to stand before his throne of judgment and account for what we did. 16. And again I have seen under the sun the place of judgment. There is the wicked, and the place of righteousness, there is the wicked. This verse is worded kind of awkwardly, but what it means is that Solomon saw that where judgment should have been, wickedness was there. And where righteousness should have been, wickedness was there. That's because mankind always turns towards sin and resists the righteousness of God. 17. I said in my heart, The righteous and the wicked doth God judge, for a time is to every matter and for every work there. There will come a time when the Lord judges both the righteous and the wicked. On judgment day, the righteous those who have been forgiven of their sins will be judged according to what they did for the Lord, and they will receive rewards according to what they did for the Lord. However, if they did something that really wasn't for the Lord, it won't stand the test of fire, and it won't become a reward for them. But the wicked people who do not have their sins forgiven, they will be judged according to all of their sins, and they will receive punishments in hell according to their sins. 18. I said in my heart concerning the matter of the sons of man, that God might cleanse them, so as to see that they themselves are beasts. Solomon was hoping that people would be able to see how much they behave like beasts. But he himself behaved like a beast as well. It's interesting. But he is telling us his thought process, how he came to despair. Because remember, the theme of this book is about meaninglessness and the meaninglessness of life. But it's meaningless for Solomon because he went to paganism and he left the Lord. But he did realize that his behaviors and other people's behaviors were very evil. 19. For an event is to the sons of man and an event to the beasts. Even one event is to them. As the death of this, so is the death of that, and one spirit is to all, 
and the advantage of man above the beast is nothing, for the whole is vanity. He is saying that animals and men live and die in the same way. 20. The whole are going unto one place, the whole have been from the dust, and the whole are turning back unto dust. He says all the animals and all the people are all going to turn into dust. Our bodies do go to dust, but there is still eternity. 21. Who knoweth the spirit of the sons of man that is going up on high, and the spirit of the beast that is going down below to the earth? So here he does recognize that there's a difference between an animal and a man. He's saying that when animals die, their spirit goes into the earth. And he's saying that when men die, their spirits go up to heaven. Animals don't even have spirits. They have souls. And we don't know the outcome of the animal soul for sure. However, human spirits don't go to heaven unless the Lord receives them and accepts them. 22. And I have seen that there is nothing better than that man rejoice in his works, for it is his portion, for who doth bring him in to look on that which is after him? Solomon is saying, enjoy life while you can, because one day you're going to die and your spirit's going to go up to God. That isn't really true. It is good to enjoy life as much as we're able but not all of our spirits are going up to see God. And the Lord promised that we would suffer if we follow Jesus. We'll have to give up a lot of pleasures in this life if we follow Jesus. So it won't be one big party, which is what Solomon is saying is the best that we can do. But life isn't about celebrating. Although celebrating is good and it isn't a sin in and of itself, the purpose of life is not to celebrate. But if you read this chapter, you will think that the purpose of life is to celebrate. And we have to remember who wrote the chapter and why. It was somebody who had turned to sin and didn't want to give sin up and who was in spiritual despair. We saw in the first two chapters that he despaired of life. So this is a depressed sinner talking. But it is a good look into how you feel when you don't have God. And that concludes Ecclesiastes chapter 3.